Hello and welcome to Sounds of Smoke, a mystery adventure podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Please remember that all characters, people, events, and situations are completely made up for your fictional pleasure. They do not represent any real-life people, events, or pets, and any likeness to a reality is purely coincidental. It's just a story. Episode 12, Clementine. saw a badass Fentley pull up, blinked its turn signals in sequence. The driver got out of the car and waved to us, showing us that his hands were gun free. We approached the car. This tall, hipster-looking kid was standing with different color dreads, an aged, very deep v-neck, cheetah capri shorts, and too much jewelry. What is it with cheetah print in Long Island? I'm sure he thought he was being ironic, but fucking hipsters, man. Hey, y'all. My name's Gottfried, and I'll be your driver. I can see y'all are VFRs, very frequent riders. Appreciate it. Come on, y'all, get in. Do you have any music you want to play? My ox is your ox. Love the Hawaiian shirts. Totally digging your look, man. I gave Nick a look of despise. Would you rather get shot? Nick snapped at me. Don't tempt me. I snapped back. This is one hell of a ride. Fentley. I don't know if it's as inconspicuous as I would have preferred. Gottfried interrupted me. Nah, man. Check it. Eastern Long Island. Late night. Fancy-ass car. You know we blend in with those other fancy bitches returning from the clubs. And me looking this fly. It's aight. No one would dare. Gottfried had a point. So check it, y'all. I'm guessing the house explosion is you and in the spirit of being neutral and that I love your vibe and all. And not to mention that your reputation is solid. I heard what you did for my brother in West Texas. Oh, shit. I moved my hand over to my gun and Nick grasped a knife in his hand. Yo, chill. I just want to say respect and that you guys are hot commodities. And a lot of people are looking for you. And when I said my brother in West Texas, I mean like my real brother. Danny is my little brother, so I gotcha. So, like, that house you go into is a trade master's house. Thanks. We know. I hope Danny's doing alright, all things regarding. He's doing good. We got him one of those mechanical arms, so he's good. Happy to be alive. We got out of the car, and Godfrey got out of the car, and gave us his direct line, promising to keep us safe. Cool. Thanks, man. There we were. Two men dressed in Hawaiian shirts, reeking a beer, standing in front of this nice suburban house, one of us holding onto a coffee tin. Yeah, this actually probably looks normal for suburbia. I look at Nick. What do you think? I don't see Dave's ice cream truck. Nick nodded and went up to the door. I grabbed my gun in one hand, getting ready to cover him if need be. Just before he was about to ring the doorbell, the door opened. And there was this hippie-looking dude in a tie-dye t-shirt with a gray ponytail, smoking a joint. Can I help you, gentlemen? He said. I looked directly at him and just said it. Clementine. 
So, what does everyone think? We can try and research the name again. Nah, that wasn't a real grave. It's probably a marker or cipher. I'll need to take a look at the grave to see if I can spot any symbols. I guess we're going to Jersey, said Dave. Of course, it's not a real grave. It being some weird cipher makes so much more sense in this weird world that I'm in now. Is it safe for me to go back to my house so I can, you know, shower and pack some things? They all looked at each other. Yeah, I think you're okay. After the explosion, everyone is going to be laying low. Too much heat around. But I'll go with you just in case. Hey, buddy. No offense, but I think it's better that I go with her, given that you are a complete stranger while I've known her and her parents my whole life. So, if I show up to her parents' house taking her on a trip, it's normal. But if you show up, it's creepy, said Dave. You have a point, buddy. Annoyingly so. Yeah, lol. <laughs> Just thinking how that would go. Mom, Dad, I'm running away with my online date from last night. <laughs> I know that we are in a serious situation, but I just can't stop laughing at that. <laughs> anyway, I get up from the table and almost knock down everything on it. The coffee can that was standing on the edge does not make it though. It falls, and as the lid pops off, the small coffee grounds spill everywhere. I kneel down to help clean up, and I notice a small key on the floor covered in ground coffee beans. I think this was in a coffee tin. I lift the key up and clean it off. Was it supposed to be there? Nick and Vic look at each other. Right. Well, remember how we had to do this gruesome retrieval? Well, this is the key from, um, that. I cut it out of that homeless dude. I was going to tell them about it. This is why I brought it with me. Ah, from where? Gross! I dropped the key. I've cleaned it thoroughly. Promise. Where did it go? I pick it up again. Cookie, can I see it? Says JJ. I look at Victor, he nods, and I give the key to JJ. Interesting. Hmm. Honey, take a look, what do you think? JJ passes the key to Janine. She looks at it and then says, Yes, I think it is. And she gives it back to JJ. Yes, yes. What the fuck? I mouth to Dave. Dad, what's up? You want to share your findings with the rest of the group? JJ smiles and continues. Yes, sorry. This is only half of the key. I mean, it's a whole key, but it has another key. They come in twos. If you want to be able to use this key, you have to get its counterpart. But what if we can't? This key was sort of a one-off, right, Vic? Yeah, I can't even begin to think of where we can find the other key. The neighborhood church bar bartender, says Dave. I look at Nick and he shrugs. I don't like this. If I don't know something, it's bad. But if Nick doesn't know, then it doesn't exist. Yes! exclaims JJ. Fucking trade masters. A who? A what? We are going to church? 
I'm not even surprised anymore. No, Cookie, we are going to Bushwick. Oh, was that the trip you were talking about? Yep, says Dave. The neighborhood church bar bartender is the only one who knows more than trade masters. It's not just one bartender, it's a collective. You never know who's going to be tending the bar. Uh-huh. Sure, okay, whatever. This is just getting more convoluted by the minute. Well, this is my cue to leave. Okay, I'm going to go home now. Come on, Dave. As Dave and Lola leave, I look at Nick. We need to find some transport, Nick. No worries, guys. You can take the ice cream truck. Best disguise ever. But you do need to arm yourselves, so just sit down, relax, and let's finish choosing your weapons. More coffee? Says JJ as he pours me more coffee. He finishes the pot. Nick grunts that there's not enough for him. Janine, put another pot on, and we should pack them some lunch for the road. Don't worry, Nicky. More coffee's on the way. We pull up to my house. Do I need my passport? No, definitely not. I'll get you a fake one. You don't want to leave a record, says Dave. Right. Yes. Good thinking. Okay, then I am going in. You ready? Lol, yes, I think I can handle your parents. I open the door and can hear my mom yelling immediately. Lola, is that you? Harry, is that Lola? Oh, God. Yes, Mom, it's me. Hi, Mrs. Mills, Dave yells. Davy, is that little Davy Jacobs? Oh, let me look at you. Mom comes over and stops us in our tracks. She hugs Dave and then continues to yell at me. I can't believe that you stayed out the whole night. But I guess it was nice to catch up. Davy, do you want to stay for dinner? Mom, no, we can't. Dave is actually taking me away for a weekend to a concert in Atlantic City. You kept telling me that I should get out more, so I'm getting out. Yes, Mrs. Mills, it should be really fun. It'll do her good. Concert? Well, that's nice, says Mom, winking at Dave. I can't deal with this, so I leave Dave behind to be tortured by my mom and go up to my room to clean up and pack. I get out of the shower and get dressed and start packing. What do you pack for a secret crime detective thingy trip? I don't know. Cargo pants? I don't think I owe cargo pants. I start packing the basic necessities. I open my closet and stare at it for a while. And then I spot my Halloween box. Hmm, that could be useful. I look through it. Let's see. Yes, I think I'll take this. A pink wig. Yes. Blonde wig. Hmm. Mermaid wig. Fake blood. And a bag of glitter. You never know. Okay, let's go. I come back downstairs and see that Dave is in deep discussion with my mom about how social media is killing our society's ability to communicate and think logically. Oh God, I don't get it, but they've always gotten along. Okay, I'm ready to go party. Nice suitcase. It's a carry-on. It's not like it's a checked luggage. I have a backpack too. Dave just shakes his head, but I'm not budging so he can just suck it. Okay, bye mom. Oh, one second, one second. Me and your father got this for you. She walks away and then comes back carrying a bejeweled pepper spray and a credit card. Mom, is that a credit card? 
No, it's a foldable ceramic knife. You know, just in case some drunk gets handsy. Here, put it in your wallet. Do you need money? No, mom, I'm, I'm fine. I still have some of my savings. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye, Mrs. Mills. I promise to come for dinner once we're back, says Dave. We get out of the house and get into the car. Let me see that, says Dave. I hand over the ceramic knife card. That is pretty cool. My parents are insane. No wonder you get along with them so well. Clementine. Nick and I are both staring at this old hipster. Tensions are running high. He smiles and says, You must be Victor, Lola's date. Yes, David told me you might be stopping by. And this must be your partner. I'm Jacob Jacobson, but call me JJ. Work partner, not life partner. Hi, I'm Nick. Nice to meet you. Love the tie-dye shirt. Thank you, son. Now come in. Come in, says JJ. We enter the house. It's a typical old hippie house that smells of weed, incense, and freshly baked banana bread. Are you boys hungry? You had quite a night. I saw the explosion, and the police scanners are going off the wall with all the activity. You boys really made quite the fireworks tonight. You know, that detonator is a prototype. I've been playing around in my spare time trying to make a small detonator that can make a big bang. And I guess I finally succeeded. JJ leads us upstairs to the second floor and opens the door to a guest room. He tells us that we can crash here tonight and that Dave will be home shortly. He then screams for Janine to see if there's any dinner left over. I guess that's Mrs. JJ? Wait, Janine and Jacob Jacobson? That's adorable. Okay, kids, come down in five minutes for some food. By the way, there's some new clothes in the dresser. No, we're fine. But he leaves before I finish my sentence. I guess I could eat. It has been a long night. I guess you're hungry, Nick. He nods. Okay, I'm going to go shower the smell of blood and smoke and beer off of me, and I'll see you downstairs. Nick nods. As I'm coming downstairs smelling like tropical vanilla body wash, I'm amazed these new clothes are an exact fit. When do they have the time? I can see that Nick and JJ are having a midnight snack as they are casually chatting over what seems to be an arsenal of guns and other weaponry. Hello there. JJ waves me over and cleans a spot on the table for me. As I sit down, a lady puts a plate of hot chili and rice in front of me. Hi, I'm Janine. Here, eat. Nice to meet you. I'm Victor. This is a lovely house you have here and an impressive collection of guns. Nick tells me that he mentioned our situation of currently being hunted and asked JJ for some help. I see. Thank you, sir. So, Ilrai is trying to burn you and Lola, all because of Green Hollow Project and some grave, says JJ. I give Nick a... Are you crazy? We don't know if we can trust this guy. Look. Yes, well, we are in a bit of a pickle, sir. I take a lazy bite of the chili. Wow, this is good chili. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you go ahead and eat, son. I need to look something up. And with that, JJ gets up and walks to the living room and starts scanning his bookshelves. I take another bite and take a moment. Then the front door opens and we all jump with adrenaline. 
It's just Dave. He's holding Lola in his arms. She's out cold. Hey, everyone. You guys made it all right. What happened? Is she okay? She's fine. Just passed out again. She needs to sleep it off. We all need to get some rest. Long road ahead. True. I'm going to turn in too. Thank you for dinner, Janine. No problem. You go get some rest. David, do you want some turkey chili? Yeah, time for bed. I look at my watch. It's 4.35 a.m. Yes, definitely time for bed. Thank you for listening. Sounds of Smoke was written by Anna Abrams and performed by Anna Abrams and Dan Medvedek.